I'm Paige. And I'm Megan. And this is Spooky Science Sisters. Okay, well, everybody, welcome to the Archaeological Fantasies Fantasies slash Spooky Science Sisters crossover. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We need, like, music there. Ta-da! Yeah, so today we are talking about caves, caves as portal to the underworld, and uh, I don't know anything about feral people, so this should be kind of interesting. This is a new one (laughs) to me. We kind of really just want to talk about the feral people, but I suppose we should give some context via these caves. Yeah, Um, I have some thoughts that, you know, go back to that. And I also feel like the feral people, they play a role, not as heavy as a role as I thought, but we're going to, we're going to get there. (laughs) I'm going to make it a heavy role though. It's going to be like feral people are going to be my new thing. I'm going to adopt them all. (laughs) Name name them as you would a guinea pig. Anyway, I'm sorry. Caves are interesting spaces, Um, liminal spaces, underground spaces, spaces that are hard to get to and yet they come out of the earth uh they have been mysterious for years and years and years and it's even today people even if you're a spelunker you know there's still that like oh it's a cave Mm -hmm. it's in the cave you know even a hole in the ground (laughs) you're like i don't want to stick my hand in there it might get attacked and i mean yeah (laughs) most of the time you're thinking like small burrowing animals or a snake but you know there's always that thought in the back of your head you know what if it's gremlins (laughs) (laughs) Or fairy, if you're from the from the yeah. across the pond, they really yeah. don't stay over there. Well, and I would argue, like prehistoric people had sort of a lot more to worry about when it came to going into caves, given the whole like I don't know, giant well, giant ground sloths, I guess, weren't like carnivorous, but still sort of huge. But also like cave bears and stuff like that. So I yeah, don't know. there's a <laughs> lot of evidence that um, prehistoric peoples had. I, there, we don't know if they themselves were like killed by large prey animals and predatory animals that then drug mm-hmm. them back into the caves and devoured them there, or if it was just kind of like you know, you fell over dead and then the animal took you and and scavenged you basically. Uh, but right. there is evidence of uh, human remains in caves that have been eaten upon by animals who would have uh-huh. been wild at the time. Um, yeah. Because humans are humans used to be a really interesting species where we were both predator and prey, much like modern cats, which explains a lot of their behaviors, and so probably explains a lot of our own too. Yeah. Well, and if you ask the feral people, that will still apply. <laughs> <laughs> I am so intrigued now. You're just gonna drop these little crumbs to this entire thing until we get to feral people, and you're gonna be like, "Yeah, they're totally like a South Park thing." And I'm like, "God damn, they're a bug pair." No, no. <laughs> South Park. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. So why don't you guys tell me, because you have hinted at you doing research, why don't you guys tell yes. me what you found out about caves? And I will tell you if you're wrong or not. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what we need. <laughs> and I've sprinkled some silly questions uh, for you throughout this. So <laughs> yeah. And by research, I mean like you know, we looked up stuff online because neither Paige or I 
are archaeologists. <laughs> yeah. One of the sets of notes I took, it, it's going to need a lot of help from you. So prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly, we, uh, the archaeology of caves is its own um, sub-discipline, ha-ha, pun intended, in archaeology. It's, gotcha. um, you know, rock shelters, I, 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 as I mentioned, I am not an expert in cave archaeology. I did work closely with some archaeologists that were, and I've had the pleasure of interviewing people who have done cave archaeology. Um, my personal experience extends to uh, rock shelters, and I do enjoy a nice rock shelter, uh, but those usually are, they're not cave caves. They don't technically go into the ground. Yeah. They're just kind of like a, a very sturdy, deep set cliff. Mm -hmm. um, but they can be used as habitation points for very long periods of time. And uh, they're, you know, you, you excavate them the same way you do any kind of above ground archaeology. Um, gotcha. Cave archaeology is, depending on the cave, very tricky. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we all remember the story of the archaeological dig. Of course, I can't remember the name of it now. But the, the crew all had to be... Uh, they all ended up being women because they were all very small and very, oh. very petite women. I mean, short and small women because um, to get to the archaeological site, yeah, they had to go through this particular twist and turn. And I guess if you were the wrong, if you were too big, you would fall and you would die because there would be no way to get you out of the cave. Oh, um, good Lord. But they found all kinds of really cool, uh, very important archaeological discoveries there as far as prehistory is concerned. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they uh, they did the, made them all quite famous. So famous that I can't remember their names, but I will Great. put something in the show notes if people want to look this up. <laughs> yeah, caves are just inherently terrifying to me. Like, mm -hmm. I do not like the idea of getting into a space where like I might not be able to squeeze myself out so yeah and I would say watching the movie The Descent made like a real impression on me is that the one with the the it's an all-girl group of spelunkers and then yes the yes. monsters attack okay yeah there's like basically humanoid monsters in the caves so are these the feral people or I mean then... there are probably crossovers here <laughs> That? okay <laughs> okay yeah anyway sorry we're getting i was yeah. gonna say that so really anyway irritated me because i was just like very claustrophobic about the i hate trap movies where people oh are yeah gotcha just, like, well, just leave the damn cave why are you even there in the first place <laughs> two of you are clearly not capable of this why are you there <laughs> I, here's the thing though like that would be me <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah Paige has enough FOMO that she'd be like yeah let's do this yeah then, all it would take yeah. would Megan say it would be like Megan saying oh just come spelunking with me and I'd be like okay <laughs> I don't know what I'm yeah. doing I'll probably die but, like, but I'm in good news for you I will never say that <laughs> <laughs> okay yes so to the archaeological stuff so I figured we would start sort of in a place of I don't know how well real stuff about caves not internet internet conspiracy stuff about <laughs> caves and people's interaction with them through time okay so my impression is that culturally caves have been important for a long time to people 
And the place that my brain went first was, hey, you have all of these cave drawings that were done by prehistoric people and that the ability to create artistic representations of animals and people and whatever else they were drawing, or I guess like more importantly, the symbolic representation of them mm-hmm. is some of the earliest evidence that we have for the development of like our modern human consciousness or like the birth of human creativity. So yay, cave drawings are important. <laughs> I mean, I have some issues with that, but that's not your fault. It's the, it's the, um the, the idea that we have to have concrete evidence to prove that there was some kind of cognitive evolution. Oh, sure. Um, I personally, this has nothing to do with caves. I personally have uh, problems with, uh, what what are they calling it? Psychological uh, anthropology or psychological archaeology or whatever. Uh-huh. The the idea that you can study the human mind and the development of the human mind from prehistory oh. onwards. Um, and my, my problem with it is you can't because uh, yeah. it's, it's like trying to prove God. It's just not... It's not, uh, you can't use archaeology to do it, I guess is my point. Maybe you can do it, you just can't. The the tools they're using are not the tools to do it with. And I also find that it's usually very, uh, not necessarily Eurocentric, but very um, Caucasian-centric, I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. I appreciate appreciate the interjection because, again, I'm not an archaeologist, so I just know... What uh, supposedly reliable articles <laughs> on the internet tell me? I mean, um, cave, no, seriously, cave art is is very spectacular because it yeah. is evidence of the development. It it itself is not the development of art. It's just the surviving evidence of the development of art. Yes, and the development yeah. of um, permanent representation of ideas. Yeah, we don't one hundred percent know exactly what those ideas were. Mm-hmm. Right. but we can yeah. guess yeah. as best as we can and the cave art that we do have that has survived is is incredibly special because of that right but i mean it's it's not like the cave art itself is more significant than a effigy that would mm-hmm. date to the same time period mm-hmm. or um the inclusion of ochre and other colored minerals in a grave or the the yeah. um, the evidence of flowers in a grave site because those are also signs of yeah they could also be signs of some form of artistic expression but yeah again there, there's a whole other like don't dig people yeah. up <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, th- I mean maybe a better way to put it is just like is that they're significant because they they, they tell us something about you know what those people were seeing in their day-to-day life and what they were thinking about and in the same way that like finding early writing and stuff I guess Mm -hmm. would be significant um so yeah anyway I appreciate that so you say that now at 13 minutes into the show wait till we're 45 minutes into the show and I'm still doing this crap Tell me no, you appreciate it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's why we love talking to you guys. Yeah, you're the expert. You're the experts. We're, we're just a couple of idiots. No. Um, okay. Never. <laughs> okay. Right. So, yeah. But anyway, there have been cave drawings around for a long time. Some evidence suggests that 
they have been made up to like 164,000 years ago, which is pretty incredible. Um, they found evidence of pigment ochre uh, in caves dating back that long, along with evidence uh, with that ochre, like shells that may have been strung up for jewelry or carved. But I guess that is like a little bit inconclusively or inconclusive. More conclusively, cave art in Indonesia in a cave on the island of Sulawesi which I have no idea if that's pronounced right, but great, no uh, has been <laughs> has been dated to uh, be at least 35,400 years old with depictions of animals and stencils of hands, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. And I guess before that was found, uh, some of the other oldest, oldest cave drawings were uh, dated at about 28,000 to 32,000 years ago. And that was in the Chauvet cave in mm-hmm. southeastern France, which I actually went there with a tour in high school. And I had like sort of forgotten about it until now. How do you forget about that? That would like be emblazoned in my head. I know, but I don't know. I was in high school. So I don't know. Who knows I what I even, was thinking about it. I didn't even know you went to France in high school. <laughs> Yes, I went to France and like one of the places that we were that, yeah, I like remember doing this cave tour and seeing old cave drawings. So it's like, well, this must have been it. So that's so cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. But like, what does this have to do with caves being spooky? Because it's our job to bring it back to that. Well, I mean, if you finding all of this cave art inside of a cave means that the idea of a cave being spooky isn't necessarily a inherent trait. Yes. Though, because if you thought a space was incredibly spooky, you're probably not going to spend the amount of time that it would take to a find a wall. Because some of these locations that they're finding the, the cave art in are very inaccessible. Yeah. Um, which in its own right is kind of impressive. But yeah. also like you're not going into a, a dark, dank hole if you're terrified of it. It's just yeah. not typical yeah. human behavior. Right. Yeah. So per usual, you're like two steps ahead of me. I'm but- sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize for it. It's great. Um, it's good to know that your brain works the same way. But It's always yeah, so- good to know my brain works. Yes. <laughs> so a later question that I had, which we can cover now, yeah, is like that I do think it's interesting that, yeah, you have these prehistoric people using these caves to put up all these art they're clearly like you said getting pretty deep into them i guess i was never really sure like are they living in the caves are they i don't know oh but, that's a good question yeah well, like are they I've living never really there thought are they about visiting? <laughs> well that one is kind of as far as like discussions and controversies uh, in archaeology that don't revolve around pseudo-archaeology, that mm-hmm. is one of them, actually. Um, they may have been living inside the caves themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have been using the cave spaces as a ceremonial space, as a sacred space. Right. Um, so it would only have been used during certain situations. Yeah comparing a cave dwelling especially a deep cave dwelling the other thing that people need to understand is that um caves move around because mm-hmm. uh, uh, the earth moves and it causes mm-hmm. the, the, the ground to move and so some place that may be inaccessible to us today may not have necessarily been that inaccessible at the time 
Um, yeah, like there may have been an entrance that caved in that was closer. Exactly. Or, yeah. or just like, um, I'm thinking of Peccary Cave that's been excavated by the Indiana State Museum for decades at this point. Uh -huh. um, the floor of Peccary Cave is just age upon age upon age of dirt. And uh -huh. they have excavated the entire floor of Peccary Cave and it goes back... A, a lot of time but my my point here being is that the original floor of a cave is not probably not the floor that we're seeing today sure okay right? so there's evidence in the, the floor of the caves that we may not be aware of mm -hmm. um, which may or may not show what the space was being used for we're you know best guess if it's a, if it's an easy to get into space that provides shelter and and keeps you safe from harm then yeah you would you might think that that would be a good place to live but you can't rule out the you know the unknown which would be are there religious practices that are occurring are there spiritual beliefs that exist you know we we don't know what the human mind was like at that time yes we have the art but we can <laughs> we can only interpret the art the way we see it today yeah not how it was actually being used in the past yeah um, it wasn't aliens i'm just going to throw that out there cuz <laughs> i know that's going to be the next question people are going to ask me um but <laughs> we don't know if like the space was off limits because it was considered a spiritual place and only certain individuals were allowed to go or maybe it was yeah. a a space that was only used for rites of passage so you know you yeah. would only go there if you were of a certain age or going through a certain process yeah. in your life we don't know these things yeah yeah so i guess yeah my thought process was yeah you go from i guess we don't know for sure like what they were using it for but uh, you know it Based on what I guess we know, I would just think like they weren't necessarily thinking of it as like a dangerous or like, yeah, I don't know, the same way that we might think of caves today as being sort of scary. But then it sort of shifts because mm -hmm. when we get to sort of our next topic, which is caves become like portals to the underworld mm -hmm. for several different cultures and have all these sort of terrifying implications of yeah, being the passage to, yeah, to hell, basically. <laughs> so I just wonder, like, when or why that shift happened. It's such a weird thing. I I mean, putting on my, my logical anthropology hat, because mm -hmm. they give us those when we go through school. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, looking at the the stories that I know of about connecting caves to... A mythological underworld mm -hmm. it's very common but that develops around the same time that the idea that the inside of the earth is the under earth mm -hmm. as opposed to the over earth or the you know the earth you know we yeah. live on we live on the earth yeah and then there's the sky which is above earth and so there must be yeah. something under the ground as well uh what is that and yeah. I think what, and then this is my, my own personal interpretation. Um, I think what we're witnessing is a shift in ideology amongst people that, you know, the, the, un, that there is an under realm, a, a world mm -hmm. under our feet. And to access that world, 
you need to go into it. Um, that makes I think, sense. Ar- well, and around that time, around the time that we see these stories starting to originate, and I put that in air quotes, um, we're also seeing burial practice occur. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you're seeing caves being used n- not as habitation, but as a place to put people to rest. Or you're gotcha. seeing cultures that are building things like cairns or uh, burial mm-hmm. mounds. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're encasing people inside of an earthen structure, thereby putting yeah. them under the earth. Yeah, um, so it kind of gets us like association with death, basically. From right, and yeah. and I think that's just a cultural shift that we're seeing. Yeah. I'm not trying to write it off. I'm just saying that, that it's evidence yeah. of cultural shift there because we're, but it could also be evidence of like a deepening development of a spiritual concept. You know, when mm-hmm. and the best way to explain it is like you know when you're a kid and you go outside and you go play in the woods. And and you don't think anything of it. You know, you're just out there in the woods and you're running through the dirt and you're playing in the water and you're picking Mm -hmm. things up and you're sticking crap in your mouth. You have no fear whatsoever of the world because you don't know better. Yeah. And then as you get older, you learn about things like, oh, poison ivy. Oh, poisonous snakes. Oh, holes in the ground where your foot can get (laughs) twisted. Um, Oh, sticks in the eye. You know, you start learning to fear and to suspect the world in general, the natural world. And so you don't run through the woods without something you know fabric on your skin or bug spray you don't pick (laughs) random things up and stick them in your mouth you know you don't stick your hand down the rabbit hole because you might get bit by something Mm -hmm. um you don't drink the water out of the creek anymore because it'll make you sick maybe possibly Mm -hmm. but i I, i'm not necessarily saying that uh so i really don't want people to think that i'm saying that um prehistoric people are, are, are children because yeah. I'm not saying that I'm saying what you're seeing is a, a an, an evolution of explanation uh, for the natural world. Yeah. You know? um, I yeah. could be completely wrong though. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's, I, it sounds good though. Yeah. It does. It sounds great. But I, I mean, I want people to understand that I can be completely wrong. This is, right. this is my opinion, but it's, it's a, an opinion I'm forming based on, you know, my education, my, my training and my experiences. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you already hinted that you knew we were going to go here. <laughs> <laughs> aliens? But not necessarily aliens, but I'm taking my chance to ask a bona fide <laughs> archaeologist. So, I mean, and yes, tangentially related to the fact that they like show some of these in like the ancient aliens program, oh which God. is total bullshit. <laughs> but... <laughs> There are a lot of things like in cave drawings and stuff that are like weird, like monsters or aliens, but like up next to things that, you know, are normal things like, oh, that's a buffalo or that's a lion or whatever. Okay. What do Uh, we think about this? Like, are they just like representations of deities? Like, is it just like us where it's like, oh, they're just being creative and drawing whatever? Like, well, I, I wanna, I wanna completely turning this around on you and i want oh, you no. to uh go back and examine the words you just used to describe the situation that as you were setting it up for me there are quote-unquote weird things that are next to quote-unquote normal things <laughs> yeah what what do you mean 
what do you mean that it's something is normal versus something being abnormal? Because the the hit uh, the the pass is a hell of a place. It's a, it's a whole other foreign country. Yeah. There's things going on there that we don't know anything about. And sure. unlike today, where I can go to like I don't know Tanzania and have a guide show me around and explain things to me, we don't have that for the past so much. So yeah. we're, we're stuck in the constant interpretation and reinterpretation of the things we're seeing. There's yeah. also this. Um, we actually just had this conversation on Twitter before it got into a really nasty spot, but oh no, it's all right. It's Twitter. It's what it does. Um, <laughs> but the whole idea that people in the past couldn't have an imagination, yeah, like the the idea that imagination didn't exist until a certain period in time. Yeah, um, which again, I'm not impl- uh, implying that they didn't. Like I no, think that no, no, would no, be a no. perfectly valid thing, <laughs> but. Like, you, you know, you mentioned this came off of ancient aliens. It's the, yeah. it's the, the argument that, you know, prehistoric peoples could not have drawn something creative because yeah. they would have been too literal minded to be able to mm-hmm. do that. And it's just like, no, <laughs> there's, there's no reason to believe that prehistoric peoples were uncreative or literal minded. Right. You know, as as a matter of fact, in my personal opinion, the fact that there's so many fantastical things or unrecognizable things that yeah. are clearly important, yeah, in cave art and cave effigies and and just prehistoric, for lack of a better term, prehistoric art. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's clearly showing that there is imagination yeah. and that it, we've always had an imagination. And I personally think the ability to have the imagination and to think of the fantastical is one of the evolutionary traits that allow us to succeed as a species. Yeah, sort of like a fundamental part of humanity, basically. Right, because if you can't imagine a situation, how are you supposed to prepare yourself for it? Yeah. Now, granted, some situations are probably less likely than others, but that's that's up to you and your psychologist to discuss. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, I had to ask. It's like the well, I hope in the you room feel question. better now. <laughs> I do feel better, actually. And like, I mean, that's sort of what, yeah. I mean, what I thought was like, I mean, can't people just be creative? creative. Like, can't that just be the answer? Well, another thing, <laughs> or that, yeah, or that there are animals. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess like more so. Now I'm coming back to it, but more so like what I'm talking about are because I know that like, yeah, there are animal species and stuff that may right. have existed then that don't today. So like things might be unrecognizable in that space, but it's like, well, we know from, you know, finding bones or whatever, like a lot of what was out there, but I don't know. I'm more well, thinking of like the to... humanoid things that are like really weird looking. So my <laughs> thought there though is like, I mean, the creativity thing still stands, but like mm-hmm. I look at the drawings I drew, you know, last week and like they don't really look like people. <laughs> they look more like aliens. Like, I, I don't know. Everyone, you know, everyone has different. Yeah. Yeah. Abilities you also have to keep in mind that prehistoric animals and extinct species have been dead for a really long time yeah which means their fossils have been around for a really long time yeah and i i want to go back to the whole concept of the cyclops we we are fairly certain today that the idea of the mythical cyclops really comes from the discovery of fossilized elephant skulls 
Yeah, which is like one of my favorite right fun facts. <laughs> if if they were finding fossils at that point in history, oh. why why can we not give you know prehistoric peoples who we know were collecting fossils because we have found them in in archaeological assemblages mm-hmm. from various habitation sites, including yeah. the caves. Yeah. So, I mean, who's to say they didn't weren't doing the same thing, you know, finding fossils and trying to explain the natural world by getting creative about it. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's not knock our ancestors. We, we exist yeah. because they were successful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Well, there you go. Those are my, those are my burning questions about <laughs> cave trying. And, and they're good <laughs> questions. They're excellent questions, actually. As, as much as I'm being a jerk about it, they're, they're actually very good questions. Um, yeah. Because I think a lot of people have the same, just the same questions. So, yeah. <laughs> okay so yeah so those are sort of i don't know the thoughts that we had related to what we're talking about tonight with cave drawings so now we can move forward i guess in time but <laughs> and think about caves as portals to the underworld yes and this is by no means comprehensive uh but found a couple things that we thought were interested interesting and like I'll always say, Sarah, I'm sure that you know a lot more about this than Paige and I do. I mean, possibly not. <laughs> I am a North American archaeologist and I study post-contact for the most part. So yeah. hit me. Let's, let's Great. do this. I can, I can bullshit Great. all day. Perfect. <laughs> That's what we're good at. Um, <laughs> okay. So I wanted to start with the Mayans. So, And that was like the first thing. Like literally I just Googled caves portals to the underworld and this was the first thing that popped up so (laughs) yay um but they believed like you were just saying that there was a physical underground portal where the dead would enter the underworld Mm -hmm. and they considered caves to be sacred Mm -hmm. and apparently there was this whole process for entering the underworld they would have to basically go through an obstacle course Mm -hmm. crossing things like rivers of blood and passing through chambers with knives and bats and jaguars so just like a real nightmare to get <laughs> to the underworld We're, um th- yeah. this is the myth right they're, they're not actually implying that ancient mayans were like keeping small zoos and torture chambers inside these caves and they were like go junior you can do it i believe in you you." can do it no 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 one was like being like yeah go into this cave we've set up this obstacle course for you the humble man kneels (laughs) no this was just like i don't know i guess part of their beliefs but we'll talk about why they know that um so there was a series of caves that were discovered in the yucatan peninsula that were actually altered to include roads and temples and Mm -hmm. carvings and altars that basically represented all of these things. So Mm -hmm. they're thought to be depictions of this journey to the underworld. And it was a little bit ambiguous as to like whether they believed like some particular cave was the entrance or if they sort of all could be possible entrances. 
I sort of got the impression that it was more like there were multiple caves that people could enter and it was this particular set that they, you know, chose to depict the the legend of it. Another thing that needs to be kept in mind when we're reading things like this, um, uh-huh. the Mayan and the Aztecs, or the Mayan especially, were a... When we say, when we archaeologists say the Maya, we mean uh-huh. a culture group. Okay. Not a a people. Okay. If that makes sense. So, okay. how, so to explain it in like a modern term, like I say Americans, mm-hmm. which means usually people who live inside the United States, where if I were to say Western culture, I'm usually talking about you know white centric modern culture okay so so these are that's that's the difference there's no westerns you know the westerns are not a people they're not a group of identifiable people yeah americans are okay you know i i'm gonna go out on a limb and say all three of us are americans i might be wrong you might be canadians i don't know we are American. You are correct. <laughs> there you go. So that's that's my point. So like when I say Americans, we can all go, oh yes, I know who you're talking about because right. I can look in a mirror. If I were to say Western culture, I mean, some people will even argue, some people who live inside an area that would be considered Western culture would argue that they are not themselves part of Western culture because it, yeah. it is also an identity. Yeah. So that's modern. <laughs> that's our modern understanding of these terms. And we're using these terms, we're applying these terms to people in the past. So my yeah. point is that when I, when we say the Maya or the Mayan culture, we're talking uh-huh. about an ambiguous idea, okay. a culture group that has certain characteristics. So okay. this is important because you're talking about this very elaborate set of caves that have been altered to represent a, uh, an underworld myth. Uh-huh. That doesn't necessarily mean that if you went three days north of where those caves are, okay. that, that group of people that were living there had the same view of the underworld as Perfect. the group of okay. people that lived where that cave was. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. so this is like, yeah, specifically in a place in the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, but yeah. Okay. Great. Now, it also doesn't mean that you go two hours or two days north and they didn't also. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it could be like that. Yeah. So some of these caves are what we call cenotes, which are caves or natural sinkholes that are filled up by rainwater and connected via an underground network uh, eventually to the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever I mean, I think pretty much everyone has seen pictures of them they're like those very blue pools like out in the in the jungle yeah Yeah, they're They're very beautiful and i guess i can easily see why people may have attributed some sort of like mystical power or meaning to them because yeah they're pretty awesome and (laughs) some of them you look at them and it's like i don't know does this have a bottom we don't know um (laughs) so i could see seeing like oh that's the entrance to the underworld um, they have found uh, human remains of people mm-hmm. that were sacrificed in them. Mm-hmm. So I guess the cenote of sacrifice uh, at Chichen Itza is a particularly famous one. 
They have found at least 200 people uh, within the pool. Around half of them are children at an average age of about four to six years old, which is that's a sad. bummer. What? Yep. <laughs> and they found, you know, a whole bunch of artifacts and stuff that they um, – and I think they also put animals down there as well. And I think most of them had evidence that they were, like, that they were killed before being thrown in there. But, yeah, either way, they were sort of an important part of basically some ritual or spiritual belief. Uh, another one of these – cave systems was discovered in Belize. So this must have been at least a little bit of a wide ranging belief system. Uh, but this is called the, and I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> it's called the <laughs> Acton Tenichel Muknal. Great. We will post it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but it translates to cave of the crystal sepulcher. Do we think that's sepulcher. the word? Sepulcher. See, this is why I don't even know what a sepulcher is. I don't either. It's, it's it's a it's a it's a holy chamber. Okay, great. See, this is why we need an archaeologist here. <laughs> anyway, it's a medieval term, actually. Oh, great. Well, it translates to cave of the crystal sepulcher, and it contains the body of an eighteen-year-old girl who, since she was sacrificed around a thousand years ago, has been a uh, covered in calcite crystals so she is now known as the crystal maiden so um, uh, okay so how do we know that these people have been sacrificed that's going to be my first set of questions great um i'm not clear that i can tell you exactly and i think hers was a little bit more ambiguous like they weren't absolutely positive that they were using this cave in some sort of sacrificial way or if it was yeah but the people in the chichen itza pool had like pretty strong evidence that they had been that they had been like murdered in pretty brutal ways ahead of time and again my question stands um because life is pretty brutal and uh -huh. what we're witnessing with the the children could also be incidences of intertribal violence mm -hmm. and this is the product of that violence and perhaps the burial of these children in the water was somehow oh yeah like if thing. you thought that it was yeah if you thought that was the entrance to the underworld like that mm -hmm. would be an appropriate burial practice because um, this is an argument that's brought up with the bog people that are found in yeah celtic areas because uh, it was for a while believed that the bog mummies themselves were sacrifices and uh -huh. It's 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 really, really hard to definitively say that someone was sacrificed. Sure. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say you can't prove it, but I am going mm -hmm. to go as far as to say I personally do not believe that m the majority of people who are being claimed to be sacrifices are. Um, okay. But that's that's again... I can be wrong, and I I'm, I know there's people who are going to argue with me on that one. Yeah, um, that's just because right. like it doesn't make sense to sacrifice people. Yeah, I remember you talking about that before. Like people are are resource basically. So yeah, why would you? Are a resource, yeah. and if you're if you're killing off especially children, yeah, right. If if you're eliminating your future generation, yeah, I especially mean, at a time where I'm sure child mortality was 
Yeah, I mean, child mortality high. has always been really bad until we yeah. started getting, you know, modern medicine and yeah, and modern again in quotes. But yeah, it, it's why would you deplete a, a resource that is yeah. labor and time intensive to replace? Like, yeah, it takes at least nine months to get a new person, and you're only getting <laughs> one for the most part, and then you got to wait until that person's like five or six at the youngest before you can really put it to work. So yeah. My I mean, it's unlikely, <laughs> unlikely at five that you're just going to sacrifice them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not unlikely to say there may have been a conflict. These kids may have been caught in the conflict. Um, yeah. It, it could have been any number of things. Right. And the fact that we've already established that these pools of water are viewed as some kind of, portal to the afterlife or the underworld mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want to give your child the best chance in the next lifetime that you possibly could yeah um, and the crystal maiden my thing the things that the red flags for the crystal maiden is that um she's the only one in there yeah or she's the only one that has survived i mean there might have been multiple people and there their remains just yeah didn't i think they said there were maybe nearby caves that had more skeletons in them but and yeah. see that right there speaks more to me as like because um egyptian cultures were originally using caves the cave systems as burial areas before mm-hmm. they started building burial chambers and then the pyramids themselves for the more important people right um so why can't these people be doing the same thing? I mean, why are we taking this group of people who can't speak for themselves and assigning them this incredibly violent and not necessarily backed by facts um, history yeah. of killing their own? Yeah. That's so a tactic we use on our enemies. That's not a tactic we use for our allies. Yeah. 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 And I think the evidence was like some of them had – evidence of pretty brutal injuries or things that had been done to them with weapons and stuff. But again, like you said, that could have been, they died in some sort of conflict. And and again, I could be wrong. I could be talking completely on my ass. I mean, I will leave that. I will have that opening there. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, arguably, uh, regardless of if there was, (laughs) regardless of if there was like some sort of ritual human sacrifice happening. (laughs) That's true like mystical pools filled with skeletons is sort of just like an inherently spooky thing. It is weird. <laughs> it is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I like saw pictures of the crystal maiden and I thought like, really, can I just add like spooky, sparkly skeleton to my burial wishes? Because yeah, she's, she's, I've seen pictures of her. She is haunting. Yeah. Yeah. She's very sparkly though. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think that'd, that'd be fine. They can hide me in a cave and... You want to be a disco ball in your next life? Yeah. And they can, you know, start some some crystals, nucleate some crystals on me and let them grow and I can just freak people out for a while. <laughs> You're one of those people that wants to be buried on a spring with confetti so that when you get dug up in the future, it's like, surprise! Oh, that's fun. <laughs> God, I'm so boring. I just want to, I'm like, I just want to be like tree food. Like, that's all I care about. I just want to be yeah. a tree. That's what my yeah. partner wants. That's what my partner wants. That yeah, that's what that's what I thought. But now I know that cave skeleton might be an option. Right. So. And this is, I am looking at the pictures now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to put pictures. Well, A, a warning for people who don't like looking at human remains because yes. some people don't. Yes. Um, but yeah, she's she's worth looking at. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I, I am not usually a person who is like, you know, oh, go check out these dead people. 
she's neat. Yeah, yeah, she really because is. she she's a natural process that has occurred to human tissue, and it's it's not re- replicatable. Yeah, is that the word I'm looking for. Anyway, uh, that's yeah. the word we're getting. <laughs> that sounds right. No. <laughs> sure. Um, but like I, as far as I'm aware, she's the only known case of this. Yeah, yeah. I think they said like in the ones that maybe were like in nearby ones. You know, they'd maybe had a little bit of this, but yeah, nothing to the extent of yeah. where, yeah, they're like sparkly like she is. That honestly so. kind of surprises me. I don't, yeah, really, I, don't, I would imagine, I would think that this would happen more frequently. Yeah. It's well, cool. but here, you know, to go back to our whole concept of, you know, the underworld and, and spooky caves, yeah. let's imagine you are a not necessarily, you're not the culture group that buried her. You're the yeah. next culture group up to find her. Yeah, and, and you may or may not know it's female. I don't know, but you go in. You go into this cave. It's already a fairly impressive looking cave, and then yeah. in the middle of it, you find what is obviously a person who is deceased on a pillar who is also this way. Yeah, and you don't have our modern detection stuff so you can't be like oh yes i'm going to point my rxf machine at her and it's going to tell me everything about her and god that's not how (laughs) rxf machines work but so my point being all you've got is your eyes yeah right you know you've got your eyes your ears you've got your six senses and you've got your your upbringing your cultural background you know you see this incredibly impressive thing you've never seen it before you're never going to see it again probably yeah What's the connection you're going to make? I mean, just pretend like you don't know everything you do about modern society. Put yourself in that person's shoes. You're seeing this fantastical thing that even today we can be like, this is amazing. Yeah. What's the first thing that's going to go through your head? How are you going to move this thing forward? Are you going to bring people here? Do you think you found a god? Are you going to start worshiping it? I mean, put yourselves in these situations. And on top of all of that, you found her under the ground. You have found her in a realm that is separate from the realm that you live in. Yeah. You know, yeah. She, she's not above ground. She's not in your village. She's not wherever it is that your people bury their dead or however they deal with their deceased. She's here in a completely foreign setting to you. You know, yeah. what, are you, what are you thinking? What? How do you interpret it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at a minimum, I guess you'd think that she was somebody important whether or not she actually was <laughs> well yeah or that she was that, put like, there for yeah. some important purpose exactly you know? like why we we as a species don't like just randomness we don't like randomness yeah. everything has a reason everything occurs yeah. for a reason for us and if we don't know what the reason is we'll make one up yeah That's, it's just a it's a human flaw it's a human characteristic yeah. of our, our the way our minds work yeah um, so yeah i mean if you <laughs> you come across this and you don't have a better explanation, you're immediately going to start coming up with one of your own. Yeah. Hence this whole concept of human sacrifice. Yeah. Proof right. To me right. That she's human sacrifice. Why is that the first thing you jump to a and B <laughs> how do I'm I mean, just telling you what the internet. No, 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 no. I don't think this is your personal opinion on the matter. Like how dare you? Um, but, but that's my thing. Like, you know, Mm-hmm. Because somebody at some point made the connection that this is a human sacrifice. I know this has nothing to do with caves, but geez, just bear with me. Yeah. They, they've written this article. You went and Googled for, yeah. you know, caves in the underworld. Yeah. You find this article. 
you read it, it says human sacrifice. You have yeah. no reason to question. I mean, like you should question everything. But my point is, is like, this is an article that is written by someone who is supposedly an authority. Why would I question their conclusion? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this is how shit happens. This is how this stuff gets passed on. And now all of a sudden she will always be a human sacrifice when in reality yeah. she may have just been you know somebody who passed away her family may have been like i uh, you know she she was 18 she was the light of our life she was our only daughter you know she's special to us she may be special right. to no one else except whoever these people are and they're like you know what this beautiful cave i know it exists this is where i want to put her or maybe she was like this is my favorite place in the whole world if anything ever happens to me i would like to be laid to rest inside this beautiful cave for all of eternity yeah you know, I mean, how many of us have been like, oh, if I die, do X, Y, Z with my body. Like, I want to yeah. eat plant food. I mean, I literally Everybody. just said that. <laughs> Every single person has said that. Yeah. So yeah. if I find your ashes scattered around the base of a tree, am I immediately going to assume you were sacrificed to the tree? Right. <laughs> right. That is, it's funny, though, like how frequently we're taught that like that everybody was just sacrificed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, I didn't even, so like, I mean, I was pulling articles from what I would consider reputable news sources. Um, I'm not saying they're not reputable. You know, yeah, yeah. No, I know. But it's like, you know, they say like, oh, the Mayans were, mm -hmm. you know, sacrificing all these people and they're doing all this terrible stuff. And, and I, yeah, like that's just like what I've read other places. And so it's like, I just didn't even really question it. But and you know, the part that really <laughs> kills me about the whole thing with the Mayans is just like, no yeah. one's ever, no one just asks them. They're, they're still alive. <laughs> they're still around. You, you can yeah. find people who are Mayan descent. You you could ask them. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, hey, what did your what grandparents tell you about this? this? Damn cave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen um, some of that floating around recently where there have been sort of like recent archaeological discoveries mm -hmm. that have basically proved like what indigenous people mm -hmm. or like specifically native american people have been saying for a long time and they're like yeah you could have just asked us but sure whatever <laughs> i mean since you brought it up we're just gonna say the white sands footprints because yes i i am all about naming names so yes it's the white right. sands footprints they are a phenomenal discovery yeah yeah uncovering because they're not they've been there forever and yeah, yeah. they they do back up the scientific or they, they do move the scientific date backwards um yeah. thankfully we were looking for this kind of stuff because there's the the culture shift within academia has been to i, I know indigenous tribes are not necessarily going to believe my statement but the the, so the shift has been to believe native peoples and indigenous peoples about their origins right and, and their time here in the country and so yeah. now we're looking for that um, yeah, and that that's what allows for things like this to to happen, and that's me putting rose colored glasses on it because like there's a lot of ugly behind that too. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the point is, is that like most most of these prehistoric peoples, these quote unquote prehistoric peoples, have living descent groups. Yeah, that are alive today, and yeah, you may have to ask somebody about their you know deal with an oral history, and I know for some people that's just like oh. <laughs> How dare oral history? Uh, but you know, we used to call it history. So yeah, um, <laughs> just say yeah. it. You can talk to people; it's fine. Right? Uh, yeah. So anyway, that <laughs> is so sorry. <laughs> the be no, 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 don't apologize. You're fine. Uh, that is 
I guess, the first part of Caves' Portals to the Underworld, but Paige looked into some other cases of this happening, which I think is sort of an interesting thing that it's, like, not just one place that this was, you know, yeah. a bunch of different places thought thought this about Caves. But, again, I guess I can see the reasoning why. <laughs> so, take it away, Paige. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Um, and I think, Megan, that you had mentioned uh, that you guys had talked about this one already a little bit. Maybe like before. Yeah, we Sarah just brought okay, it up. bring it up anyway. Yeah, okay. she she brought it up a little before you hopped on that she had read a little bit about it. So. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, the, the cool thing I think about all three of these is they're all very different. So this one um, specifically is the portal to the underworld or the entrance to Hades during ancient Greek times. Mm. And um, I, I didn't see anywhere where they specifically talk about – like anybody thinking that the cave that a cave specifically was this entrance to Hades, but rather just like the area was. Um, And that area had been described previously as a deadly place to step foot. Uh, And, and a Greek geographer said, quote, this space is full of vapor, so misty and dense that one can scarcely see the ground. (laughs) And because it was so misty and it sounds like, you know, like a dense fog, um, Mm -hmm. it was considered the deadly breath of Hades. (laughs) And if you were, you know, a lot of animals who would come in this area um, would be killed. There was a lot of birds that would die in that area. Uh, And there are also a couple or several people who were brought down by this deadly breath if they were in the area. Mm. So in early 2013, a group of archaeologists from University of Salento announced the, announced the discovery of what they believe to be this portal in the ancient city of Hierapolis, which is now known as Pamukkale in southwestern Turkey. Um, and when they found it, they found that there was a grotto or a small cave. And inside of that, they took some measurements and found that the CO2 levels mm-hmm. were found to be like 91%. Um, and even outside of the cave in 2013, those levels were found to be between like 4 and 53%, depending Yeesh. on like how high from like ground level you were. So to <laughs> put this in perspective, like the air that we breathe is about like 0.04% CO2 <laughs> and levels of 30% or higher can cause loss of consciousness or death. So like this vapor that they were seeing or this like mist that they were seeing were like actually just toxic gases that they were walking around in. And they said that even in 2013, so like likely today as well, because it seems unlikely that the the levels would go down so that much. Mm -hmm. But in 2013, they said that those levels obviously were still high enough that certain parts of the day it could kill a person like even now. Yeah. So, I, like to, I like to refer to them as earth farts. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so that cave is like located near or on. Um, I wasn't, I didn't get like a totally clear answer, but it's very uh -huh. near a fault line. And so gotcha. um, that can cause toxic, toxic gases to emit from the earth's crust. And yeah, I mean, that's what was going on. So it wasn't so much that, you know, people were being, being buried there or anything. It was just that people were dying there. Yeah. So they were like, great. This is, this is definitely where the underworld is. Right. Yeah. This is hell because <laughs> people are dying to get in. <laughs> Was it also across a large uh, body of water because a ferryman? I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to like cross the river on a ferry. So it, it is interesting to me how many, um, especially European and European adjacent cultures have that concept of crossing water to get to the underworld as well. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily needing to go into a cave. But a lot of European and European adjacent cultures have the concept of, you know, the realm of the dead being the underworld. Now, this isn't true of all cultures. I'm, I just want to mm -hmm. make that clear to everybody. Um, but yeah, it, the area, that that large area of the world does seem to have a common thread of, you know, the underground is the underworld and that is where the dead go. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. and the, the 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 gods, the spirits, the other, the non-human entities. You know, they they either live in the air around us, in the water, or above above us in another realm that is in the sky, not necessarily heaven. Yeah, in in a realm that exists above uh, the middle world, middle yeah. earth, if you will. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it, the Greeks and the Romans, I think the Babylonians also had this concept of of uh, caves being, or at least an underworld being under the ground, uh, being a realm of the dead kind of a concept. And I mean, yeah, if you if you have a space that you live near and you know that if you're caught in that mist, you're going to probably drop dead... <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd be a little intimidated. I'm a little intimidated now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, not no, done you. being that way. <laughs> still go there today and die. Yeah, I mean, I guess you would hope that uh, they, yeah, go in there with like uh, not ventilators, but go in there with um, masks or whatever. Right, yeah. So that way, it's interesting sure. that it's uh, connected with a fault line. Um, because again, the mountain. What was it? The prophetess of Apollo. She has. Oh, a geez, name. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, her shtick was is she sat on top of a, a crack in the earth and inhaled toxic fumes, basically, and would hallucinate oh. from, from the the toxic fumes. Gosh, she has a name. That specific thing has a name. Yeah, it does, and I can't remember what it is either. Right, you'll remember as soon as we we hang up. I'll be like, oh, yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean that that was the same kind of a thing. It's just the the earth farts were getting her. The, and, uh, the earth farts were getting her. <laughs> and it, it it's not the only group that would do that kind of a thing. Like mm -hmm. there's um there's some evidence in certain sagas, uh Viking or Norse sagas that hint that the same sort of thing was occurring. Yeah. Didn't they say that they were taking like mushrooms or something? I mean, come on. to basically like get themselves like psyched up for battle. Think of all the things that we have at 
of all the things that we could take today if we really wanted to have like a transcendental experience. Yeah. And <laughs> we we have we as a culture, as a modern culture, have decided that getting high is bad. Yeah. You right. know, morally, I guess, however you want to put it. Mm -hmm. And so we have demonized this concept, but mm -hmm. that's not how this has worked in the past. Right. I'm sure they did have mushrooms that they were eating. I'm sure they had some kind of weird grass they were smoking. I'm pretty sure they were brewing some kind of brew. If yeah. you want to tell me that ancient peoples were getting high <laughs> and then doing stuff while high, I'm going to believe you. Because yeah. why the hell not? Because why wouldn't you? Hey, everybody, let's go into battle and kill each other. Okay, hang on. Let me let me get in the right headspace for this right. one. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, they didn't have TV, so, you also, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I love that story because – yeah, it's very, very spooky science. Like, oh, we, you know, thought this was the portal to the underworld, but it's like, really, there's toxic gas that's killing I mean, everybody there. If I didn't know anything and, and I knew that was happening, I don't know if I would think it was the underworld, but I would definitely think it was a no-go no zone. Yeah, like, oh, that absolutely. Is like, that's a cursed area. We're yeah. not going there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, so what's one of the other ones you had? The next one is... <laughs> Sarah's like, get to it because we need to get to feral people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, am, I am still here for feral people. Yes. This one is pretty quick. So this one is the no, catacombs of Paris. <laughs> um, and I'm hoping... The Paris catacombs are cool, though. They yes. are. So they're cool. Um, they are cool. But they're, once again, like a bit different than our other two that we've talked about. Um, so first, I just had to mention that I saw like the Google Maps marker for this. And literally, it says like catacombs of Paris tunnel complex for millions of skeletons. Okay. And I just, I don't know. I thought that was cool. Specific. Uh, you know what you're getting into. Right. No question. You have been warned. <laughs> um, so the catacombs of Paris, uh, I have over 300 kilometers of interconnected tunnels in present day Paris, but I'd read, and I wish I had written the number down that it was even bigger than that. Um, mm -hmm. But they're interconnected tunnels, and like I said, under the city of Paris. And they were formerly underground quarries used to extract limestone and gypsum for construction of the city. So do they actually have, you might be about to say this, but do they actually have like caves associated with them, natural caves, or were they just all dug out? I believe they were all dug out. Okay. Every, yeah, everything that I read would suggest that everything was dug out. Now it's, I guess, I mean, they're big enough it spans enough space that like it's possible somewhere they connect to caves they probably started as smaller caves because they probably yeah. found the gypsum and the the limestone and yeah, then I mean, that way and then just of, yeah and then yeah. just built them out yeah um and so like i mean they did start like like I said, just sort of in that area of the city. Um, but eventually it extended outside of the city limits. So mm -hmm. there it's huge now. And you can go on tours. Oh, I'm, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the tunnels had actually been forgotten about for decades. Like apparently just 
they didn't really use them anymore. They kind of been forgotten until the late 18th century when cemeteries in the city became overcrowded. And so a lot of people were moving to Paris. um, And as that happened, you know, obviously a lot of people were there. A lot of people were dying. Cemeteries become overcrowded. Um, Some cemeteries, I guess, begin to collapse. Some just, you know, cause these unsanitary conditions in the city. And so they decide that they have to relocate their dead. So they are digging bodies up and their solution is to move the bones from the city's cemeteries and stack them in these tunnels. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this emptying of the tunnels or the emptying of the ceremonies happened, like I said, in the late 18th century, but then it occurs again in the 19th century at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're even used for several of those who died during World War II, um, which is far more recent than I would have thought. Yeah, really. France got hit real hard by that. I mean, yeah, the entire yeah. European theater got pretty decimated for uh, during the World Wars, and then so yeah, they had a they had they had to put them somewhere. Is yeah. what it came down to. Right, right. And so sometime during this, and I don't know if you have a good answer for this, Sarah, but sometime during this, they're they're named the catacombs of Paris, and it sounds like mm-hmm. it's just sort of after the Roman catacombs. Like there's not real mm-hmm. any or, or any other reason for that. So I mean, that's really that's the tunnels. Other than just people being buried there, you are right. You can tour them now, which is kind of cool. But in the past, people used to tour them, um, and they also used them for things like hideouts during times of unrest in Paris and have also been used just by, like, adventure seekers to go and explore. But I had read that, like, unfortunately, exploration down there, um, it's hard to see. You don't know where you are. There's, like, so much going on that not everybody would make it back out. I mean, they're caves. Right. And caves are not known for natural light. (laughs) Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> that is, yeah. I mean, I probably, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know that I would go running around down there, anyways. But like- I would one hundred percent go running around there. <laughs> I, I would love it. I would take a backpack and some trail rations, and I would be gone for a couple of days. Actually, I think there was a story of a guy who like lived in the tunnels, like oh, that. Oh no! Like he did that. That's what he did. He yeah. just basically camped down there. That was his home. Yeah. And I'm sure well, I'm sure there are lots of people that do that. I, oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm willing to put money on modern people <laughs> living down there. Well, yeah, um, yeah, like homeless people or yeah. yeah well, and so there's cert- there's a certain area now that is like specifically used for tours um but there's a lot of it that's been like remained closed and it's sort of been blocked off to visitors but like people just still go down there all the time. There's a so. really There's a really great movie. It's a horror movie. It's called um, As Above, So Below, or yep. maybe it's just called So Below. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> so the best part about this movie, and it really does relate to what we're talking about, because uh-huh. that movie uses the tunnels under Paris as a allegoric entry into Dante's Inferno. Yep. And so the characters, to ruin this movie for you, which you may or may not enjoy, because it's, it's an okay movie. I mean, in general, it's an okay movie. The concept is is phenomenal. The movie itself, yeah. yeah. I honestly added the catacombs to the list for today because, <laughs> because of that of movie. movie. Yeah, because I was like, uh, Portal to the Underworld. Like, this this is all I know about this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's beautiful because like the whole the 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 purpose of the story and the in the movie is that you know these these people they are not good virtuous people. 
Yeah. They go into the catacombs for various reasons. I think they're treasure hunting or something. Yeah. Um, they begin to move through the levels of hell. Uh-huh. Uh, as, as, and now it's not like in your face, oh, these are Dante's levels of hell. You really kind of yeah. have to think about it. But they do start moving through the levels of hell. And as they move through each level, each individual has to deal with a personal demon in order to get through the levels. And then at the end, um, very much they have their own Virgil. They are brought through hell. They are, I think a couple of them, I mean, a good chunk of them die, but I think two of them survive. Yeah. Um, and so they get to leave hell and it is Dante and Virgil that get to leave hell and they emerge into the real world again. And they are of course changed for the better because that is the point of a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to improve yourself via the death of others. <laughs> um, yeah. So on, yeah, again, I, I added that because I had watched that movie and like have similar feelings about it where I thought, I thought it started out really strong. It sort of goes off the rails. It goes off the rails, yeah. By the end, it gets yeah. pretty crazy. But like, I guess also knowing that it's supposed to like, yeah, be this increasingly <laughs> intense levels of hell thing, then yeah. that makes sense. So Paige, if you haven't seen it, it is pretty I'll pretty throw good. it on my list of movies that I've been recommended through podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> it is getting. You have a very so long list. <laughs> it's an exceptionally long list. Although I that feel one, like, like you need to post that list somewhere so we can all watch along. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. I need to like. Maybe I'll start actually putting a list together. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd have, have to go back and like list. listen to all the old episodes to get all the ones. I know a lot of them came from the episode with Holly, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's a great movie because because of that, and it it does yeah. it does use the underground, the underworld. Because the other thing about the the Paris catacombs is they're they're decorated in some spaces with yeah. with the human remains, and 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 I do mean decorated, like people have incense, and you two know this, I, I'm sure, but yeah. the the bones of these people have been used as a way of creating like mosaics and yeah and. and decoration of the walls and the skulls and everything and it's like my first thought when i see these though is of course oh that's neat but then my next thought is man you are never putting those people back together <laughs> like that is a bioanthropologist's nightmare you've got like hundreds of people and there is no way to figure out who goes to what bones yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i guess you just have to hope like that those people are okay with that final resting place if they have any awareness of because they got rearranged this is where you are now (laughs) now that's a good one um i don't think i really contributed anything of value to that story you did (laughs) okay well we have finally arrived at (laughs) to the feral people yay are we talking about the descent now because that's another one of those where you're like did this actually i am so excited yeah about the descent. before we get to feral okay. people yes. i just have to ask have we talked about feral people before on the our podcast we have not and it's sort of been one of those things that i think like the online conspiracy frenzy about it has like only fairly recently been a thing 
So I am way out of touch. I just don't know like why I've had in-depth conversations about this before if it wasn't with you. So that's why I was asking. (laughs) But I have definitely talked to people about this before. Okay, well, it was not with me. So (laughs) who else is weird enough to have this conversation? (laughs) I have no memory of talking to you about this. So I don't know. I feel like you're cheating on me about spooky stuff. Um, (laughs) Okay. So you've got all these ancient cultures, prehistoric people who, you know, clearly ascribe some sort of cultural importance, spiritual importance to caves. Great. Some of that is spooky because you find dead people in them. Whatever. Um, (laughs) I'm nodding along. Yes. Yes. But uh, so modern day, and this is something that I've like really... I don't know, discovered in like the last few months. Mm -hmm. But there are all these online conspiracies about the involvement of caves in missing persons cases and trying to tie them to like monsters or feral people living in caves and kidnapping or eating people. (laughs) And it's like, Basically, people on the internet are, like, creating, I don't know, what I would call, like, modern folklore. Like, archaeologists a thousand years from now are going to be like, oh, these people thought there were cannibals living in the caves and stealing their children or something. Um, (laughs) I personally love the setup that you just did for this because I am all about the evolution of modern folklore and (laughs) revivalism of... what. folk something like folk core something like that because we okay. have folk core at the end of everything nowadays but <laughs> it's it's all about folk horror and folk horror revivalism oh, okay um, got it yeah hellebore if i'm gonna i'm gonna advertise for hellebore here for a minute but hellebore okay. magazine is a, a uk-based um, mini zine and they look at horror and folk horror from an anthropological and sometimes archaeological oh. point of view. And it's, oh, that's it's super cool. It really is. It's very well put together. The art in it is is just stunning. Their their art designer is A plus Chef Kiss. Um, but then they, <laughs> they do they pull like actual authorities. Not like I think people who aren't actual authorities don't have something to say. I'm just saying like they go out of their way to reach out to folklorists and to anthropologists and archaeologists to talk right. about horror. But yeah, this whole idea of uh, like Slender Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, we would have called them like, um, you know, you, you got Indian Joe lives out in the cornfield. Everybody had an Indian Joe. Oh, just like a boogeyman. Or- yeah, 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 yeah. But nowadays they call them like creepypastas. Yep. Because yep. of the website. Oh, like, yeah, like or just urban legends and stuff. Urban yeah. legends. There yeah. we go. That's the word I'm looking for. You know, there's a whole series of movies named that. I should remember these things. But yeah, it's it's the development of that. and it And again, it's the same principle in the modern era as in ancient yeah. historic peoples like we don't know enough about a situation so we create a story yeah. to explain it you know bloody yeah. mary yeah so this is yeah this i've thought a lot about this <laughs> and that's basically <laughs> that's basically my my take on this is that people are basically just doing the same thing a thousand years later yeah about caves and like yeah. in a lot of ways that's super cool and in some ways it's frustrating but we'll mm. talk about it <laughs> I think you're seeing the same thing happen with cave people, feral cave people. I shouldn't say cave people, but feral cave people as you're seeing with like swamp folk. 
Sure. Uh, if you grew up near the South or in the South or have family who are directly yeah. from the South, you've probably heard stories about swamp folk. Give me one second. Yeah. Alexa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're only laughing because you know the pain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I remember my grandparents telling me stories about the swamp folk. The, yeah. Because you didn't want to be out in a certain area at night because uh-huh. the swamp folk will get you. Yeah. And and they'll, they'll, they'll cart you off. I'm like, <laughs> why? Well, they, they might eat you or they'll feed you to their pigs. That was always yeah. my grandfather's. They'll feed you to the pigs. Uh-huh. So I was terrified of pigs for a long time. Oh, no. <laughs> Especially feral pigs, which was a kick in the ass when I finally had to go do a project where there were legitimate feral pigs. Oh, no. And I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> Get fed to the swamp folk feral pigs. But yeah, it's the same kind of thing. So you've got these these feral people now. And I'm just assuming this because I don't know all the stories. But uh-huh. so you, you now have these like uncivilized uh-huh. hidden folk who live inside these deep dark caves and uh-huh. I, I assume they're snatching whoever walks by you know and so uh-huh. it's very much hansel and gretel and the evil witch in the woods yeah kind of a situation and it's just like or or that person's dead yeah or they've gone to the next town over or you know any number yeah. of things yeah. or maybe you should go do your job as the police and go find a dead body and then yeah examine a murder yeah yeah. Well, so that was basically a summary of, you know, everything that we're going to talk about, <laughs> um, which is great. But okay. So here's the thing. So people are, yeah, like I said, creating this modern folklore. They have all these crazy ideas about like what's happening to people. And point number one that I want to make is like caves are just inherently dangerous <laughs> like they are actually yeah yes. like if you want spooky stories about caves there are so many like real life stories of people getting lost and injured mm-hmm. and dying in mm-hmm. caves that are horrifying mm-hmm. like i will never be the same after reading about the nutty putty cave incident if you don't know, I'm not going to go into too many specifics, but yeah, like basically a guy got like stuck upside down in the cave. Oh no. And it's like, I mean, guy. it's, it's very sad and tragic. Like everything that they tried to do to get him out. Oh, and no. yeah, like I, I hate it. So there's <laughs> plenty of real stories and caves freak me out. And yeah. And so like, here's the real take home for me, like about people, like if there's any correlation at all which is basically what people believe is going on between like caves and people going missing in wilderness areas it's like someone on tiktok called people's approach to like caves to being in the national parks um they called it disneyland syndrome (laughs) like basically people go into these spaces and believe that they're getting this like controlled safe experience Mm -hmm. like they would have at like a theme park Mm -hmm. and then they get lost and injured and they don't make it out and then you create some conspiracy about like what really happened to them or like that somebody attacked them or took them or whatever so that's my logical spiel (laughs) it's like people just get lost people fall down into a ravine people i don't know 
fall into a sinkhole like maybe we should be talking about that and educating people on it rather than just like making up feral human stories well right so that way people (laughs) stop getting lost in national parks and stop getting injured (laughs) yeah although like here is a point like in some ways the fact that people are telling all of these fantastical stories serves the same purpose because, like, people are going in thinking, like, oh, there could be all these scary things living in the woods. Like, I'm going to keep an eye out. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. here's here's another take on this as well. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that some people don't go into caves and don't make it out. But uh-huh. if everybody's dead, who's telling the story? True. Just just want to throw that one out there. Now, yeah. I, I will. I I don't for a minute believe in feral people who live in caves. <laughs> And eat children who come to nibble on their walls. I don't believe in that. But uh-huh. I do know that people do, because uh, when I, I used to work in a national park uh, doing survey in national parks, and I yeah. have been out in the woods of Michigan, which uh-huh. if you haven't done that, I don't recommend it. Um, there are things called meth uh, meth cabins. Yeah, they, they are places where people either choose or and, and not every place that someone chooses to live is called a meth cabin. I'm just saying there are people in national forests who will go and live there mm-hmm. because they don't want anything to do with anyone else. And they're like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to go live in the national park. And it's like, you know, more power to you, man. Yeah. If you well, want to live in a van down by the lake, you knock yourself out. Yes. And I think that's a good point to be made, too. Like, yeah, there are people like actually you know it could be people getting hurt by other people because they're yeah like i don't think there are feral people but like there are people who live in the middle of nowhere who want everybody to leave them alone um i know like in california in particular you know there were problems where people would wander on to like where areas where people were growing like marijuana (laughs) and then would end up getting shot for trespassing because like they didn't want the person to report them or whatever. So like I'm sure that is a thing as well. I, I, I am willing to give some credence to the idea that, you know, people are attacking other people, especially yes. when they've decided to become hermits. I mean, yes. people are people. We attack each other for dumber reasons. Right. Um, yeah. I don't think after attacking said person, the other, the, the surviving person is then like, hmm, chopstick. Hmm. Right. I, I don't feel like that's going to happen. I don't think most people's next step is I'm going to eat you. I, it's exactly. Some people, maybe, maybe, yeah. but my guess is not most. The other end of that is, is, is like you guys say, the, the, a cave, a cave is mysterious. A cave is spooky to bring this all the way back to the whole concept of the of modern superstition yeah. how many people live near a cave system or live near even just the smallest cave mm-hmm. and it's like oh you know something lives in that cave yeah mm-hmm. the fairies live in the cave the the land alfar live in the cave the, the the little people live in the cave you know it's there's the idea the superstitious idea that there is some kind of spiritual creature or, or supernatural creature that lives inside the earth is is very modern like we, yeah. we still have these beliefs today bigfoot yeah. Where does Bigfoot live? Sometimes he lives inside. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Sometimes he lives inside caves. Yeah, Yetis. for sure. 
Yetis live yeah. inside mountains, inside caves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other unmentionable spiritual beings, and they're only unmentionable because I don't want to insult anybody. They are known for living under the earth, inside the caves. You don't go past certain areas at certain times of the day because it might come out and get you. Uh-huh. Do I personally believe any of these things exist? No, I don't. Yeah. But I do believe that other people believe that. And yeah. I'm not, regardless of what I believe is inside of a cave or not, I'm not going into a cave that I can't see. Yeah. Like right. the point of the cave where the where the light no longer reaches, I'm not going in there because I yeah. know bears exist. I know snakes exist. I know bobcats exist. And I yeah. also know that if you confront an animal in its home and you have it, you you make it think it's trapped, it yeah. will attack you. And I just yeah. don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be the person who gets killed by something that didn't necessarily have to kill me because I was too dumb to not go into their home. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that you mentioned earlier, caves are inherently dangerous. They mm-hmm. shift, they move. A cave-in is a real thing. That's, yeah. that's It has that name for a reason. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's very common for people, especially amateur spelunkers, to mention how, you know, they got lost. They got turned around inside a cave system. Yeah. They thought they were going one direction. They they were actually going another. Mm-hmm. You know, it's these places are dangerous. They're not maybe deadly, but they are dangerous <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing and you're not prepared for them. Where a lot of this comes from, as far as I can tell, is from this missing 411. <laughs> book slash I don't know series of a show which I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with at all uh-uh, no. uh, I'm familiar with its existence but I've never actually watched it okay well here's what I can tell you as your like friendly TikTok re- representative is that people are obsessed with it oh this is a TikTok thing well it's like a it's a TikTok conspiracy sort of thing the guy who came up with it is like he's an author but like also apparently a bigfoot hunter so you know that lends some credibility right there but before we totally slam bigfoot hunters i've met several who are (laughs) genuinely nice people yes we just don't agree on bigfoot okay and we're not going to agree on bigfoot but great as long as we're not discussing bigfoot perfectly fine people great Okay. <laughs> I feel like I need to defend them for some strange okay. reason. Well, <laughs> I feel like this guy is like maybe a little bit of a nut. But See this he, guy on the blue the blue wife beater with the mustache? I have no idea. I don't know that mustache. I've ever looked at a picture of him, but his name is David Paulides? Paulides? I don't know. Um, Paulides? Uh, but he wrote this book called Missing 411, which is where he's looking at cases of missing people in who've, who've quote unquote mysteriously vanished in remote areas like national parks. And in this book, uh, he has this map, which is a comparison of the cave systems in the United States with the locations of where these people like the last known locations of these missing people who have mysteriously vanished gosh and like his whole thing is like oh well these like suspiciously line up very well um and there's a map a version of this that's been circulated online and has gone viral and people you know have latched onto it 
And of course, there's like a Snopes article looking into this. <laughs> it is misleading. Uh, yeah. So the data that's shown on oh, his map only includes the people who have vanished in remote areas. So like uh -huh. the missing person data for like people from metropolitan areas, like cities, not on there. Uh -huh. So it's like already a little bit biased. Um, is it, and, and I'm sure it's not every person who's gone missing in remote areas either. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's, yeah, it's some number of cases, it is, but it's pretty substantial. I'm looking at this map now. I think it's like 1600 people or something. Gotcha. So, I mean, there are, there are a lot of people, you know, again, but it's like, again, they're in the wild. They're potentially going into caves. They're wandering off into the wilderness. Like people get injured. People, people have accidents and they die or they, you know, come across the the wrong person it doesn't necessarily mean that right. there's something like supernatural going on right, right. right, right. yeah i mean sometimes so, people are just crap and they they do do awful yeah. things i yeah. like that there's one person in canada two. i'm sorry <laughs> there's two i finally i found the map yeah so yeah so like on the on this map, so so the first point that they made in the Snopes article was that national parks contain almost 5,000 caves. So it's mm -hmm. like, well, there's bound to be some overlap if you, like, compare missing people in remote areas versus the locations of caves slash national parks in the United States. Right. And the viral version of this map that's been circulated looks like it's been altered a little bit to, like, make it more convincing. Like, basically – Somebody took the missing persons dots and like overlaid it. On, oh yeah, yeah, on the cave location map. Oh, it is a four one one. So there is also a correlation between the Bigfoot reported locations and the missing people as well. Yes, it's a whole thing. Though to so, be fair, this particular map of Bigfoot reported locations is just like this blanket of big feet and like some very tiny tiny openings in in the United States. What yeah. is it about the like North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska and Kansas like that's Tornado Alley too. So what is it about Tornado Alley and there not being as many Bigfoot sightings? Can we talk about that? I mean, it's just like a lot of open fields. So <laughs> there's not a lot of forests for Bigfoot to live in, I guess, if you think about it that way. Oh, man, I've just started going down a rabbit hole. Is there <laughs> is there a correlation between missing persons and Bigfoot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I'm back. Just just wait. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah. So that map's been altered a little bit. There's, you know, some sketch stuff about it. Again, I just like have to know if there is some sort of correlation. Like it's just that nature is dangerous. Caves are dangerous and it's people true. are idiots. Like it's just anyway. So people on the internet have taken this and run with it and stretched it into like some people saying things like there's a government conspiracy where uh -huh. the national parks were created to hide the fact that there is like some population of either creatures that I know people uh -huh. are sensitive about, you know, people saying the name in right. Native American folklore that are living there and attacking people and, you know, eating them or doing whatever, that there are cannibalistic feral people living in a network of caves, or at least in the national parks, and 
are capturing people and eating them. One person on TikTok who was like a big, got a ton of views for her videos, big creator, claims that the Bigfoot or Sasquatch sounds that people claim to hear are actually the cannibals calling out to one another. Uh (laughs) that sounds right Uh um of course other people claim that bigfoot is behind the disappearances like you the rabbit hole that you were starting to go down i I came back out of that rabbit hole i was just like nope not this time yes but there are i mean if you go on there and you like search for like if you go on to tiktok or youtube or reddit and you search for like missing 411 and conspiracy stuff, there are just like tons of stories that feature like hearing screaming in the woods and strange sounds or seeing strange things. And it's like the screaming is like, well, that's probably just like weird animal noises that you don't recognize. I'm, and, I'm My first question yeah. about the screaming in the woods is have any of you ever like, okay, I, I hate to bring this meme up, but have you ever yeah. heard what the fox says? Like legitimately, have you ever heard of fox oh, in the wild? No, I've yeah. So I, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. Everybody's seen that meme, and no, I mean for real. Yeah, uh, so I'm looking into into yeah. some of this stuff. Like that has been a common point that like people sort of debunking it have been yeah. like, um, have you ever heard a fox screaming? Because like pretty much, it sounds like someone is murdering someone yeah. else. It it yeah. is shocking the first few times um we have uh, a fox warren behind my apartment actually and yeah. um, every time someone new moves in the first yeah. time they hear the fox screaming <laughs> it, it's always <laughs> fun because we're all we all end up out on our front porch and the person's like someone's being murdered and it's like no nah, it's the fox no mm-hmm. no i heard it it's over there no it's the fox it's the fox promise yeah you, it's the fox yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's basically just people taking this correlation mm-hmm. that's probably not even a correlation. <laughs> it's probably just a coincidence. And again, it's like not as strong if you look at his actual map versus like the one that's been altered mm-hmm. for viral purposes on the internet and running with it and turning it into this like huge conspiracy that something is being hidden in our national parks and our caves have you guys ever noticed that it's always like the the national parks and the federal lands and the smithsonian and you know pick a government agency and they they are the ones that are keeping this great and vast secret from all of us and i'm Mm -hmm. have you guys do you all watch the news (laughs) yeah i mean my point is i don't our our government can't even pass a budget right Right. you want me to believe that the same government that is not capable of doing their basic job is the government that's hiding an entire this underground network of feral man-eating monsters i mean that's my theory with like 95 percent of these big conspiracy theories is like you you have to believe that there are that many people capable of hiding something like this (laughs) yeah like that's the thing like the coordination that is required for this level this this deep state level of functionality they just don't exist yeah right there's a reason no one believes in the illuminati because you can't there's just it's impossible to have that many people functioning that well right 
Yeah. Yeah. So here, here are some of my thoughts on this. I think a lot of this, a lot of these beliefs and like all these ideas being perpetuated stem from online forums like the no sleep subreddit <laughs> where the okay, rules so the are first thing is you should probably go get some sleep <laughs> <laughs> well no sleep as in like the social the stories are so scary that you won't be able to sleep at night oh so creepypastas yes they're creepypastas and yeah so like the rules are though for that subreddit <laughs> that like you're supposed to suspend your disbelief and like everything is real like you're not supposed to go into the comments on there and say like oh you totally made that up like you're just supposed to assume that it's real so my thoughts are like in like my ideas behind like oh this becoming some sort of like modern folklore is like okay well then these stories go viral get beyond these sort of like i don't know forums where everybody sort of like wink wink nudge nudge knows that it's not really real but like it is you know and people don't know that and then you know it's as good as a wink to a blind bat (laughs) (laughs) they become a real you know they become a real story that like people tell each other and like there's all sorts of stuff about like i don't know in appalachia they're being like cannibals or whatever like Mm -hmm. living in the woods and i think like movies like popular culture has played into this a lot like movies like us and Mm -hmm. the descent and i guess american horror stories which is like their new all exceptional movies by the way oh yeah us (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um i guess american horror stories which is like their new like episode i haven't watched that but i've heard nothing but good things so that's funny. I like have heard sort of mixed things, but then like some people really love it. But I guess they did an episode earlier this year, which is like centered on this idea that the national parks are a cover up for a population of feral cannibals. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure um, it is. X Files. Oh, you were gonna say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just. I'm pretty sure X Files already did this. So yeah, no, I think you're right. <laughs> I think that was like their Jersey Devil episode or something, or something similar to that. Don't you dare besmirch the Jersey Devil. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I live far too close to Jersey to allow you to do that because they might come get me. Oh, okay. No, I'm <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that's sort of my ideas, but it's like, so I much to Paige's dismay, am on TikTok and I make <laughs> videos. She doesn't make for... me go on there though, so it's No, fine. no. I make videos like for the podcast and like things that I'm interested in. And again, like trying to do basically the same reason that we do the podcast, like right. trying to do them from a space of like, let's talk about this logically. <laughs> like let's tell stories that are like, you know, spooky because they're real, not spooky because they're you know, just made up stuff, or let's talk about why they were made up, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a good spooky story. We yeah, all, nothing we, wrong. We love spooky stories. We humans yeah. love them. Exactly. But, like, like you said, yeah. it, it's important to tell the spooky story and then be like, but then let's yeah, think I'm going about through this. the dude's list of commonalities between these people who have gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> and I do need to read some of those. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So common aspects of these missing persons cases uh-huh. are victims with disabilities or very high intellects. How, how do you know? 
Okay. Um, the victims have canines with them. Either the victim disappears with a dog or the dogs can't or won't track said victim. Do people think dogs are magical? Is this... <laughs> um, those that are found are often found near waters, creeks, rivers, and missing tend to go missing in those locations. So well, there's if they're a found, really... then they're not missing. <laughs> I, it is interesting, though, that the water connection does occur here because that's a thread that we've had throughout this podcast is yeah. the connection between the underworld and water. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very common, actually. Uh -huh. um, so it's interesting to see that this is a connection that he is also making. But also, mm -hmm. there's water underground. I mean, yeah. there's a water table. It's it's underground. Yeah. You know, and you're going to find it when you go into the earth. You know, you're in a cave. Most caves have a water system attached to them in some way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, this is my favorite one so far. Victims were often picking berries, especially, especially huckleberries. <laughs> I have learned today not to pick huckleberries, huckleberries in the wild. Yeah. But also, like, if they're missing, how, how do you do know? know that they went missing while they were picking huckleberries? <laughs> the missing who are found cannot remember any time. So this is also another really interesting one, this this uh, loss, time loss thing. So I'm uh -huh. so glad I found this list because now I have things to sound intelligent about. Um, so when we look at the stories of people being snatched away by the Fae, uh -huh. or in some Asian cultures, there's the concept of being spirited away. And I know um, some indigenous tribes also have this idea of being taken by the spirits. When when and if the person comes back, um, there's always that loss of time. Rip Van Winkle, perfect example of it. Yeah. Uh, the, the story as it goes of Rip Van Winkle is that he is somehow transported. There's many different ways he gets transported into the Fey realm. And as long as he's there, he does not age and, and he, he's immortal, effectively immortal. And then he returns to the human world and he instantaneously ages and has lost track of all time. So in his mind, he is at the point where he vanished, even though he's been gone for like hundreds of years, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's a very common trope in these types of stories is this loss of time or this memory stopping yeah. at mm -hmm. the point of vanishing. Um, yeah. So it's neat to see that this person, this list that this person has put together are all yeah. fairy tale. These yeah. are all fairy tale and, yeah. and spirit tales kind yeah. of traits, well, you know. That's what I'm saying, though, is the like we're just, me. we're just coming up with the same ideas over yeah, and over again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's just a rehashing of it. Right. Um whether or not it's purposeful or not, but <laughs> bad weather is often associated with disappearances. Uh, yeah, because no. you get caught in a storm and you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but it's not bad related. things happen. No. <laughs> the cause of death is often undetermined and/or head or facial trauma that covers a lot. And I'm just gonna say, head and facial trauma happens when you fall. Yeah, right. That, that I mean, there's just yeah. There seems to be a lot of these points, though, that related to people that they have found. Right. Right. So <laughs> those who are found are semi-conscious slash unconscious slash missing clothes and shoes. Well, I would be interested to know that. That's just like, a hypothermia thing. Right. Exactly. Right. 
I would be interested to know. So these, this map is based off of the last location that they were before they went missing. Yeah. Uh huh. So like, where were they found? <laughs> they were found by water. Well, it, it says right here near Water Creek Rivers. <laughs> they could be on the other side of the country for all, or the other side of the world for all we know. Like I just, I mean, yeah. If you, if you, if that were more likely to happen, I, I still don't think I would believe that the Earth was hollow. But I would be like, why, why are people missing, and then being found exactly at the geographical yeah. Versailles point? Oh, I'm sure that there is some version of this. That ties into like the hollow earth thing. Well, it it does. It does directly tie into the hollow earth thing because, you know, there's this concept of the caves and this cave network. Yeah. How deep do you, how connected do you really think caves are? Caves are like holes in cheese. Sure. And yes, Swiss cheese has a lot of holes. Those holes are not connected. Some of them are. Yeah. But not not all of them. Yeah. But yeah, like. The way that you hear some people talk about this, it's like as if they believe that there's like some sort of interconnected caverns that mm-hmm, go through like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. entire country. It's like, no, that's just not how geology works, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Yes. So, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's all a little, it's all a little wonky. So I made a TikTok video. <laughs> about um like spooky stories from mammoth cave which like there's some cool you know ghost stories and stuff that come from there i saw your tiktok yeah and then i did a follow-up based on someone so someone commented that something about like you know you learn when you're caving that um if you hear somebody saying your name, like it's not someone saying your name, it's just dripping water in the distance. And all it was, which was like, it was like a spooky way of their dad telling them when they were teaching them how to, how to, how to cave basically, or how to, how to navigate themselves through caves, like just a, a, a spooky warning of like, be careful because like your mind might play tricks on you in the dark. And like, you might, you know, start to think that you're hearing things. But, and so, like, I sort of posted it as, like, a wink-wink joke, like, oh, there's something in the cave, (laughs) which, like, a part of me regrets, because I was like, no, no, I'm part of the problem. But anyway, so I got, like, dozens of comments from people saying, like, oh, you know, I was in a cave, and I heard something, or I saw something, or I heard something say my name. And it's just, like, it was just fascinating to, like, watch it play out, and, like, people mention things, like, about this, like, missing... 411 stuff and and to me it's like it all just comes down to like your mind plays tricks on you in the dark like because of sensory deprivation mm-hmm. there are like psychological or scientific aspects of at, at play like we've talked about tricks of the mind like strange face syndrome which mm-hmm. is like what makes bloody mary work we've talked about like how your brain wants to like see human features or hear human noises so like the whole paradox pareidolia thing we even in this podcast like talked about how caves can have toxic levels of dangerous gases in them like some mm-hmm. caves have killed people because of like carbon monoxide levels and carbon monoxide in particular can cause auditory visual other sensory hallucinations so it's like maybe it just got in like a bad part of the cave mm-hmm. that had a little bit right. much too too much gas in it before you move on <laughs> 
So I don't know, <laughs> just bringing it back to the descent really fast. I don't know. I, there's like several different endings with the movie. So I don't know how many times you guys have seen it. I think I've seen it like 15 times. I don't know why, uh, but I have. And you are invested, that's why. It, it was a, sort of on accident every single time. Uh, <laughs> and anyways, so I don't know like what your guys' feelings were on the ending that you guys saw or what your thought was and like what happened, the, the whole story. But apparently- yeah. Wait, are you saying that we all saw different endings or that- I just, I don't know if we all saw different endings. I just know that, that there are different endings. <laughs> the movie okay. ends several times within the yeah. movie is okay. I, I think yeah. the issue because I, I have watched- I have not watched the movie because it makes me uncomfortable. I, I don't like those kind of movies because I don't like feeling claustrophobic while I'm watching a movie, which gotcha. means the movie did a good job of creating that atmosphere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I have watched several people break the movie down. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's, that's the thing that they're, they're always talking about is how the movie ends several times, but it's specifically to create this uncertainty with the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, there actually are two different endings as well. Oh. Yeah. Like the US release and the UK release had different endings. So, like, there really? are several endings to the movie, like, depending on which version. So, like, we likely saw the same ending, but there are, like, you know, a ton of theories about the movie as a whole. And one that I was reading about while researching for this is that apparently there's a lot of people who believe that, like, the whole movie was just her hallucinating. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I had okay. never heard this theory before. <laughs> That's the one I've heard. And so, okay. and I don't know if you got that from the movie, Megan, but, uh, but. I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time since I saw it. I remember loving it. I think I've seen it a couple times and I've seen the sequel. I was going to say but there's is, another one now, isn't there? Isn't there like yeah. a false ending? Like they make you think she's made it out, but she hasn't really. Yeah. 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 That's what I was referring to. But like yeah. she's like the first person to see like one of the like the oh, monsters sure. or whatever. And then it's like basically there's just this belief that like she's the actual killer and like all oh, of sure. the things she's saying is just like hallucinations. So I don't know. I thought that was cool. <laughs> her mind yeah. explaining why she's killing her friends, who frankly, <laughs> at least two of them deserved it. So <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I got to watch that movie again. But anyway, weird, weird stuff can happen to your brain. The other thing is that like caves, one article that I read made the point that caves are just generally disorienting for people. Mm -hmm. So, and this like could have something to do with basically just like the, your, your hippocampus in your brain. It's the part of your brain that's in charge of like basically creating your own personal cognitive map which like keeps you oriented in space like how you mm -hmm. assess everything around you and sort of like be aware of things around your around your body in a cave you lose the horizon you lose you know the sun or the stars as points of reference you can't even see your own shadow in a lot of cases and basically like things can just get weird because of that so many of the things that like we've evolved to use to like keep our bearings are gone when we're in a cave mm -hmm. and it can make people panic and start to do weird things. This is also so. why people have to get certified for diving at different depths. Yes. Because mm -hmm. the exact same disorientation occurs yes. during the diving process for the exact yes. same reasons. Yeah. There is a professor in the department that I work in 
who is a cave diver. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) So she – and, like, they've actually – so she actually does work in the Yucatan in Mexico. And, like, they've found skeletons, like, Mm -hmm. in underwater caves Mm -hmm. um, before that they have done sampling on. It's pretty crazy. That's a really cool job. It is. Yeah. It's super hardcore, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always, like, tell myself, like, that would be an awesome job to have. But, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm afraid of water. And (laughs) And I don't like tight spaces. (laughs) And I'm not great with tight spaces. So, like, really, that sounds like the worst possible profession for me. (laughs) I feel like that way about fire jumping because there's, like, fire archaeologists that, like, go in before the fires take out archaeological sites and they oh, like wow. do instantaneous oh, how cool. recovery right and i'm like oh how neat would that be and they're like yeah they drop us out of airplanes and i went well so much for that idea no thank you <laughs> so those are my thoughts about caves and spooky things about caves from prehistory to everybody online creating some sort of weird modern folklore about people going missing <laughs> You know, this is this is kind of like the introductory, like the the what do they call it? The intro drug, though. You know, you start learning about the cave. Uh-huh. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to go look. You're just going to you're just going to look at the cave. You're just you're just going to walk by, <laughs> look at it, and you know, examine. You're just going to yeah. you're just going to put your toe inside the cave. Just just your toe. It's just your toe. Yeah. And then a yeah. year from now, you're going to be like, yeah, I went spelunking. And, yeah. and then we were like <laughs> under the ground. This is, this I, is what's going to happen personally I don't think that like physically i was made to go spelunking like i'm a six foot one tall person like okay that just means you got a shimmy more than the guy in front of you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking of mammoth though so i have a friend who is a park ranger there now and i asked her about you know i was like oh like i read all these ghost stories about <laughs> mammoth cave and she said she said like she has friends who are fellow rangers and it's like she said that they have weird stories about being in the cave and she said that she every day when she goes in she tells the ghosts not to bother her (laughs) and they haven't so far (laughs) and i loved that (laughs) i was like wow i love how you guys have like so much superstition about this so oh, yeah. like, you gotta tell the ghosts like just don't bother me it's fine <laughs> i mean the people who work in the field with me i mean literally in the field who mm-hmm. go out every day we we are scientists we are rational people most yeah. of us are non-religious of some variety yeah. and yet every one of us has some kind of weird fucking story yeah to right tell you about <laughs> unexplained it's it's not like I came across the weird shack and there was a weird guy in the shack. I mean, it's like there was something in the woods following us or oh, no. Yeah. Or like, you know, there, there was somebody in the corn, but or, you know, you just you find you just find weird when you're looking for things, you find, you find weird it. things. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, that weird Karen, that weird setup of bones, that weird arrangement of sticks. Why? It doesn't have to be like that. So why is it? Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> Spooky Science Sisters is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. For more information or to check out other shows, please visit evergreenpodcast.com. Hey Hey there. there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. 
We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.